Welcome everybody into the valley. I am Ethan Shutt, joined by Philip Russell and Ryan Shutt for another episode of the Into the Valley Phoenix Suns podcast brought to you by the Bright Side Podcast Network. Want to go ahead and start off by uh, a quick high note. Something magical happened right before we clicked record. Um, Philip, do you mind sharing with the audience what you just said? So it's Sunday night. We're not waiting until the we're, end of this game yeah, we're not to record. It's about seven minutes left. And I told Ethan, right as we were about to push record, I said, and I quote, we are up 34. And it just happened naturally. It wasn't forced. So I referred to the Suns as we. So I think I officially might have two favorite basketball teams now. I'm really proud of you. We've come a long way since episode It's a Christmas one. miracle. I mean, this whole this whole podcast started because it was it was a good balance. It was two Suns fans and an outsider, which the idea was give some balance, right? Not saying it's any it's wrong just to listen to Homer's talk Homer, but it's good to have an outside perspective. It's nice to have someone to pump the brakes when necessary when it comes to Suns basketball, not quite as emotionally invested. But we've seen a bit of a transition here, Philip, and I'm I Hate to say it, but I'm really proud of you, man. Look, look how far we've come. Look at us. Who, who would have thought? Who would have thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> no, it is. Um, I love to hear it. It is a uh, great night for the Suns as they are molly whopping the Hornets by I think 41 as we speak, with about six minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Uh, nope, 31. Math. Sometimes I'm not good at it. Uh, no, but we want to also. Uh, address something which was our absence last week our plan is to always have an episode out every monday so if you were looking for it we do apologize uh philip do you want to tell the folks why we may have been uh, gone for the last few days last week or so yeah so on friday i want to be sure i get my dates right on Friday slash Saturday, December 17th, and no, December 10th, 10th and 11th, uh, bad storms came through Kentucky and part of Tennessee, but mainly Kentucky in the news. And our town where the three of us live, Bowling Green, Kentucky, was directly hit by those storms. So it knocked out power internet for the vast majority of the city but even more importantly uh, it took lives and wreaked havoc on people's homes and businesses so not only were we literally unable to record on Sunday of last week we also weren't in a headspace to record because our city is is in a tough spot right now so that was we've talked about this there are moments in life where something bigger than basketball is going on and for the entire city of Bowling Green last weekend and even even now really uh, something bigger something bigger is going on that deserved and got the three of our attentions yeah and the the three of us have been busy over the last week and a half Ryan and Philip both working uh, in education from the high school side from the college side obviously checking on students who are affected and their families also getting out and about in the community, doing stuff with chainsaws I never thought I would do in my entire life. We have all had uh, quite an interesting last, goodness, little over a week at this point. So want to say thanks to the Brightside folks, the SB Nation folks for uh, giving us a break for a week. 
lots and lots of stuff have gone on. But basically, the Celtics game on Friday night was the last one we were able to watch live. For those of us that were watching it live, we were unable between no internet, no power, what have you, to watch the Clippers game. I think I finally was able to get some way to watch basketball for the end of the Blazers game, catching that fourth quarter in overtime. I think, Philip, you were watching that one alongside too. So it's been it's been tough um, putting together an idea for this episode It'd be near impossible to cover two weeks of basketball to the level that we typically like to. We really do enjoy breaking down each game, the week as a whole, what we liked, what we didn't like. But two weeks is a lot. And then throw in the distraction, the lack of being able to sit down and watch as you guys did probably at home. Uh, It was a lot. So we tried to think of something different, something a little lighter to uh, push us through. And I don't remember which one of you all threw it out there. I think it was Ryan. Ryan was just like, let's just talk about the good stuff coming up. And Ryan, what is that beautiful thing that's coming up in a few days? Well, it is the the Christmas season, uh, whatever holiday you you celebrate. It is a, a time of year where folks are excited about uh, giving to loved ones, being around loved ones. And so we just thought um, that it'd be a good opportunity to kind of play up that uh, that time of year in, in tonight's episode uh, and just kind of put put a little spin on what we normally do. Uh, and just kind of in- incorporate the holiday season into the things that we talk about today. Yep. And so before we hop in uh, to our, our twist on our normal format, I do want just in the off chance, and I know this is silly, in the off chance that there are people out there who only get their son's results and updates through this podcast, like I said, quite rare, but between our last episode and this one, uh, the sons are on a can we go ahead and just call tonight a win for ease of everything? I don't know. Is that fine? 30, 31 points in the fourth quarter. Anything can happen. I think we're good. I'm going to go ahead and call this one a dub and say, since our last recording, which was right after the loss to golden state on the third, the Suns have now gone five and one with the only loss coming to a shorthanded Clippers team, uh, losing one 11 to 95, but they beat the Spurs. They beat the Celtics. Both of those games Pretty handy, although the Spurs had a weird ending where the Spurs managed to tie it late in the fourth. Chris Paul did Chris Paul things. They took care of business there. Celtics game pretty much out of hand. Clippers loss on Monday followed up by the incredible Trailblazers game, which has been, in my opinion, one of the most exciting of the entire season. Took care of the Wizards on Thursday. And then, as we said, currently the Suns are up by 33 with three to go against the Hornets, who just look sad. And so that is where we kind of leave off. And then from today leading up to our next episode, it is quite a fun week. Tuesday, they're playing the Lakers Thursday. They're playing the thunder who, though they may not be good, they are definitely fun to watch and can beat anyone on any given night. And then the game we've all been looking forward to next Saturday, 12, 25 Christmas day against the warriors. That's going to be a lot of fun to talk about next week, but That is it for our recap. Like I said, I know that was probably more uh, for us than anything, but our usual format here, if you are new, is uh, silly to say out loud, but we do our highs, our lows, and our just so you knows in Phoenix Suns basketball. Easy format, nice and repeatable. We love it. But for this Christmas-themed episode, we are doing What Do We Want for Christmas? 
Suns edition, trade edition, and NBA edition. And so to start us off, we're going to talk about what do we want for Christmas? And Philip, I'm going to start it with you. In Phoenix Suns basketball, what do you want for Christmas? Healthy Frank Kaminsky for a very particular reason. Last year in the finals, there was the idea that if the Suns' big rotation was deeper with just one more guy, the Suns probably, there's a decent chance, win the NBA championship. As it currently stands this week, DA is great. JaVale is really good. Sticks at points has been serviceable. He's looked playable. And has played both four and five. And if you add healthy Frank to that mix, you have incredible depth at the five position, which you were, again, you weren't able to say last, last season, not to mention Dario is still on the roster. So through some maneuvering from James, from James Jones, the Suns are in a really good spot with their bigs. And what I really appreciate is that JaVale obviously is springy rim running big, but then Frank is like Dario was last year. He can, he can rim run, he can roll, he can slip the picks when he needs to, but that playmaker in the short roll is wonderful to have with the second unit, especially when Booker's back healthy, like he was tonight and Chris Paul's with that first unit. And then you get Landry and then the cam and cam show with that second unit. It's great to have a big, who can make some plays. So what I want is I want healthy Frank. I want a full big man roster ready to roll for the second half of the season. And I think the Suns can continue the special run there on this season. And Frank's looked like a new guy too. Like you can just tell his confidence this season is on a different level, which is great coming off of the disappointing end of last season where we really didn't know what would come of it. So I agree. I think a healthy Frank would be fantastic. Ryan. In Phoenix Suns basketball, what do you want for Christmas? I also so love I, asking this, by the way, because a couple of weeks ago I played Santa Claus somewhere. <laughs> and so it's just put me back in that real unhealthy, weird mindset that I got to live in for a bit. Dude, it was weird. You're playing an old man. Do you know how odd that is at age 26? Dude, it's nice like, that they let you keep the glasses. Talking like the, Dude, I'm pretty sure that's the only reason I got asked <laughs> to do it. They said, you've got the glasses for it. I'm like, uh-huh. Anything else? Nope. Anyway. What do you want until, for Christmas? Uh, up until a few minutes ago, my my mind was dead set that my my Christmas wish was going to be uh, more consistency from campaign, but that is no longer my wish. One game got it for you? No, uh, my wish is actually something that probably can't be redeemed until next summer. But my wish is to lock Da down for a long term deal. Um, going into this season, I was a little apprehensive. I was I was in the camp that was cool with him not getting the deal, let him, let him kind of come into his own one more time before we do that. Uh, I'm all aboard the DA train at this point. Um, I, I think that he has earned that money, uh, and I am all for for uh, Sarver and Jones paying him what, what he thinks he deserves. And so my Christmas wish uh, is for, for the Brinks truck to be backed up to DA's house and let him get paid because the young man deserves it. And, and I don't think anybody can argue at this point that he doesn't. On Thursday against the Wizards, DA and JaVale combined for 32-18-6 on 12 of 19 from 
the field. And then tonight, as it currently stands, DA has a spicy 15 and 15 on 60% from the field. And JaVale has 19 and 7 on 9 of 10 from the field. Does so that mean these... JaVale's the leading scorer right now? Because I don't think anyone had hit 20 yeah. last time I checked. Yeah. Beautiful. He is currently beautiful. They're great. They've been so good. And Ryan, if you'll indulge me, I want to add something onto the yeah, go for it to the DA thing. I I don't know what broadcast I got to watch. I guess was the Portland game on NBA TV or something. I believe so. Yes. Okay, so I watched the local broadcast anyways, so. and you could hear Monty really well. I don't know if that was because of where the where they had them set up. Anyways. Portland presents a tough challenge to DA because the Suns like to play DA in a drop, but Lillard can shoot off the dribble so well. Normally, can shoot off the dribble so well. End of the but fourth. That's a real. I was say end of the fourth. He had it going. Yeah, so that makes it that makes it tough because you want to be up to challenge Lillard when he comes off the screen, but you also want to be able to recover to your man as he's slipping to the basket. And Monty, you could hear him on the broadcast I was listening to working with DA the whole game, calling out to him, telling him to get up and get back and get up and get back. And there were several possessions where Monty was happy with what DA did. And you can hear Monty scream, good DA, good DA. And I love the idea that he's playing so well, yet there are still these little areas where he can get markedly better as the season, as the season goes on. So Ryan, I was in the same position as you during, during the off season but I'm fully in the pay DA camp. No. Yep. Uh, And I'll go ahead and say too, I think we all were pretty much in agreement on that as it happened. Um, And that was on my list too, Ryan. The first thing I had on there was DA's earned his money. I hope he gets it for Christmas because this stint with Booker being gone, which if you've been watching a nightmare, well, if you've been watching Suns basketball for a while, this hasn't happened. Like the Suns have not had to exist in a Bookerless world for quite some time and watching DA step up consistently and not just put up good stat games, put up like I test games where it's, Oh, he's taking over. Oh, he's dominating. Oh, he's being aggressive. Like he's, he is really improved. Hopefully some of that is just him and his own growth. Some of that I assume is probably learning from a guy like JaVale who as much as goofy as he is, the guy knows his position and how to succeed in it and has played with some greats. And I love it. I love it for DA. So I'm happy for him there. Um, my, Oh, go ahead, Philip, before I swing over to mine, Ethan, Uh huh. what do you want for Christmas? I don't don't have to leave my own comments. Well, this is my own little gift. Thanks guys. Um, for Christmas, you've got it. That was the gift. We're moving on to the next section. Thank you. Uh, within Phoenix Suns basketball, my hope uh, is for Christmas is that Cam Johnson shoots the ball more. Let me explain. Here are Cam Johnson's statistics between this season and last season. I think this is very interesting. Last year, he averaged 24 minutes a game. This year, he averages 24 minutes a game. Last year, he averaged 8.1 field goal attempts per game. This year, he is averaging 8.3 field goal attempts per game. Last year, he averaged 5.6 threes per game. This year, he's averaging 5.3, and this is attempts. So he is legitimately hitting the exact same minutes mark, almost the same amount of field goal attempts, and almost the same amount of threes. 
But here's the massive difference. He's shooting 42% from the field both seasons, which again, weirdly similar. But last year, he shot a hair over 34% from three. And this year, he is now over 41%. The dude is showing why he got drafted where he got drafted. He's hitting shots. He is looking confident. The entire team knows that he is a bucket. We need to feed the guy. I don't know what changes to make that happen. I don't know if it's a concerted effort. I don't know if it's just him putting it up a few more times instead of making the extra pass. But I want him to just continue to show everyone how good he is. Uh, And outside of DA, because obviously DA was a just a massive bright spot with Booker gone. And I also want to give Chris Paul love. I think it's easy to just forget how wonderful he is. That dude was on another level during that stint without Booker. Cam Johnson was my number three guy that just jumped off the screen for me. He really took advantage of these opportunities to have a few more minutes in those positions where he's playing a little bit more towards the top, funneling his way to the corner and getting those shots that sometimes Booker gets or even some of those open corners on that third or fourth pass that Crowder gets. And man, he looks good. Like he looks good. He's taking it off the dribble well. He's passing well. He is continuing to grow much like Bridges did in that in that massive gap year. And I'm just pumped. Like I'm pumped for him. You all know how much I love Mikhail and Cam. I I want to see them continue to thrive and put themselves on a tier where it's not Booker Paul and the young guys. Like I want our five to be like five household names of just good basketball. Uh, and I'm hoping that continues because I, I love this team very, very much. So that's my Camp Johnson crush speech for the day. There might be another one, honestly. It, it can happen at any moment. Uh, but we move away from what I would say the more obvious ones in our head, move to the uh, obscure, the imaginatory, if you will, the world of wonders that is NBA trades, the thing that everyone loves to talk about, yet no one knows a thing about. So, Ryan, we're going to start with you. What do you want for Christmas, NBA Trade Edition? So, again, my opinion on this has changed uh, coming into the last probably couple Ryan's of days. Ryan's like, I was going to ask campaign to get traded so he could play more. But <laughs> no. now I will ask um, the DA to get traded. What? Sorry. For, for a while, I've been a big uh, proponent of getting Thaddeus Young. Uh, on the team but in the last couple of days it's come out from portland that they're willing to essentially blow it all up and everybody's on the block except for dame um so i'm i'm wishing for larry nance jr if we can find a way to get larry nance jr in a, in a son's uniform i think he he'd fit a really good just spot. like his daddy I, I was gonna say he's been tied to the organization before on wish lists and things like that um especially when he was in cleveland it looked like there was a shot that he might wind up in phoenix but um, I think he's probably going to be a little bit more affordable than Young would be. Um, I think he's uh, a solid fit there at the four or five spot for this team. Um, so my wish list is is for us to find a way to get Larry Nance Jr. Um, here coming up. Um, that would be my my trade list or wish, okay. I should say. Ethan, what do you want for Christmas NBA trade edition? This is a lame one. Can we get Tory Craig back? oh i don't that's i look i know people are talking about the pacers blowing it up and starting over and all this stuff and there's a lot of 
big names that are fun to throw out. I mean, Sabonis and Turner have been discussed a million times for a million different teams. I've actually before, I, th- I think the first time people were talking about the Pacers blowing it up, I do like Miles Turner a lot. He's a fun one to just watch. I think he plays exciting, fun basketball. But if Torrey Craig could somehow come back, I'd be all for it. Like, I don't know what you'd have to give up in terms of value. I have I have such little knowledge, I'm not even going to throw out speculations. But if you could get Torrey Craig back on the cheap, that'd be really fun, man. You know he liked it here. You know he likes the guys. The guys obviously liked him. And I think his role is still available. And I think he could get good, valuable minutes. The thing is, with the amount of big depth that we have now, hopefully we wouldn't have to see him be the uh-oh, in case of emergency five. But the three, four rotation, I think he could fit in. I think he could play and, and do well. Um, I don't know what it would take, but I just really liked him. I thought he was a great player in the playoffs. Defensively was great when needed. So that's my I will thoughts. Say, Not too exciting, I will though. say, granted, he doesn't tweet much, so take this with a grain of salt, but his Twitter banner picture and his profile picture on Twitter are both him either in a Suns jersey or celebrating the Suns playoff run. So the dude, at least he hasn't updated it since he got to Indiana. His marketing so there seems to be a different still, uh... Uh, level of investment between Phoenix and Indiana. Yep. All right, Philip, I'll tee you up. You're probably going to have a much more interesting answer than me because mine was just with my heart. But what do you want for Christmas NBA trade edition? All right. I thought of this from the Suns perspective. So here's what I would do if I was a Suns fan. I would log on, pick your uh, pick your trade machine that you like. I have the two primary ones, the not ESPN.com one and the other ESPN.com one. I would pull up Team One Phoenix Suns, sit there pensively, thoughtfully for just a minute. Meditate on it, if you will. Close it out. Close it out. There's there's no I haven't I haven't thought of a trade that feels reasonable in both directions that I'd be like, yeah, do that. The what are the Suns after tonight? They have a lot of wins and like 20, three losses, 22 four losses. and five. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Ryan, is that good? I mean, I'm not a statistician, but I think it's good. <laughs> not right, a statistician, yeah. a statistician. <laughs> I ain't no statistician, but that sounds pretty good. I wasn't going to troll you. The only reason I knew Ryan just misspoke was because I just aced my research and methodology class. <laughs> that I was in. Yeah. Listen, yeah. I got my Whatever. master's degree last week and it was canceled by a tornado. So, you know, true. I'm good. You I'm true. good. Hey, you get some brownie points. Good call. Good call. But in all in all seriousness, there's nobody on the team who I would who I would want to give up. The, I mean, the who, only, who, okay, I will who say feels expendable. Jalen Smith. Okay, I was going to say Dario. the only the only articles that I have seen come from non Suns people that bring up the Suns and trades are all Jalen Smith related. And what that tells me is clickbait, right? Like Suns fans will click this. No other team is going to even know who he is or what he can do. He's just this interesting thing to throw out. Like maybe people are interested in him. No, they're not. Sorry. If if he gets more playing time over the next couple of weeks, maybe maybe some some noise starts becoming reasonable towards that end. But there's all no, due respect, there's no to, all due respect to a dude making millions of dollars. Who's taking Jalen Smith and giving the Suns back a really good piece? Like even even as the Pacers. 
sticks for Tory Craig works. Do you do you do that and just say, ah, Jalen's young. Maybe he can develop here in our dumpster fire of an organization. I was gonna say, how often, how often do those work? The hey, we're gonna trade for this failed lottery pick and just hope it works out. I mean, I'm guessing whoever's listening can probably think of a couple, and we probably could too. Yeah. But that's not that's not high probability. It is a time honored tradition in the Russell household amongst my wife and me, amongst my brother, sister in law, and my wife and me, and amongst my in laws and my wife and me that we just go as far as it as far as like buying and deal making and that kind of thing. Just don't worry about it around Christmas time. We're all in a position where. What we want, we already have, and what we need, we have multiple times over. And I think the Suns are in a pretty similar spot. They've done all that they need to do so they can sit out the holiday season, the trade deadline, buy, and don't necessarily need to do anything. I wouldn't be upset if we could get a draft pick for something, but there's no player that I think is that's realistic that's going to change much of anything, right? Like, I don't know. Ooh, real quick, rapid response. Who do you think on the Suns has the highest trade value that could actually get traded? Cam Johnson. Ooh, I was thinking thinking campaign. Just because the the deal, that contract is ridiculously cheap for a very capable player. That was the only reason I asked. Cam's got another year making less than $5 million. He's going to so sign something, man. He you better. could get, yeah, but you could get him for next year on a really cheap deal and then yeah. sign his rookie extension. Well, I don't like pretending there's a world where Cam Johnson goes anywhere. So we're going to move on because I don't want to get upset about this. And so we close, Philip, with our, our final Christmas list wish. What do we want for Christmas NBA edition? Looking, looking at the whole league. Because part of me goes the Bulls to make the NBA Finals, but I, I think you the can, Bulls are going to be. Ask Santa listens to everyone as long as you're <laughs> a good. Oh, oh, oh. And you would know. Uh, my more realistic thing, I I love good basketball, which is why I loved the peak Warriors run so much, especially pre KD Warriors and even current Warriors. So I always want to see best on best it's part of why i don't like march madness that much but i i love seeing best on best here's what i want i want to see brooklyn and milwaukee face off in the eastern conference finals and i want to see the suns and the warriors face off in the western conference finals and if i can get that i will be the happiest boy in the whole world and i will not ask santa for anything until the next season's playoffs roll around and then probably be asking for something very similar to that. Again, I just want to see best on best, all four teams healthy at their peak going at each other's throats for seven. Is, games. is that nets with or without Kyrie Irving? Don't he's, care. He's a part-time employee. So I think he works 20 hours a week. He's working uh, the holiday hours yeah, after the Christmas rush. He's going <laughs> to bounce. Yeah. He heard that he got overtime. If he works on some of the holidays, so he's getting time and a half <laughs> on his billion dollar contract. Yeah. Uh, no, mine was really similar, Philip. I, and this is very prideful in terms of just loving my team, but I would love for the Suns 
to make it to the finals again and beat the Warriors on the way. Like after all the nonsense of all the, oh, they beat this team hurt. They beat this team hurt. They'd never what? Look, the first part of the season is making it very clear. This is not a fluke team. If anything, this team is better than where they were last year. I would love to see a Suns Warriors series. And I would really like to see the Suns win it because <laughs> that'd make me really happy. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think each conference is weird. Like if you look at the playoff teams right now, it's not exactly what I would have guessed going into it. A lot of stuff moving around still as always, but the Suns do seem to have cemented themselves as a legit contender, which is all you can ask for in the first uh, half of the season. So yeah, that'd be, that'd be great. I am pumped for Christmas day though. I think that's going to be a whole lot of fun. I hate that clay won't be back but I still think it's going to be a great game and hopefully Clay gets back healthy soon. So we can start seeing what that looks like. Super yes. quick. Jonathan Kaminga for the Warriors might be really good. Just basketball fandom. Watch out, watch out for that dude, a wing, another wing that they have and obviously really young, but his development could be fun for basketball fans out there. That boy can jump, <laughs> jump. All right, Ryan, before we uh, let you close it out with your NBA edition of what you want for Christmas, I do have a treat for the YouTube viewers. And if you're listening on audio, I apologize. Feel free to check out Into the Valley Phoenix Suns podcast on YouTube. I don't know what's coming. Please enjoy a picture of Ethan. <laughs> Ethan shut his Santa Claus, baby. You're welcome. <laughs> With boys. a screaming With child. A screaming child who was not happy to be meeting Santa Claus. Uh, I'm sorry, not Ethan shut as Santa Claus. Me working somewhere as an associate of Santa Claus representing right, right, the right. North Pole on a 1099, not a W-2, just there helping out. Got to cover my bases. Uh, Ryan, final Christmas wish. What do you want in an NBA basketball? For the sake of the World New Orleans peace. Pelicans, Sorry. I want Zion to get his body right. Um, I feel like we are nearing and nearing Greg Oden territory with Zion at this point, and it's starting to get slightly worrisome, especially – since his uh, comeback has been stalled out again um, after what happened with AD and how he left. And now this hope of Zion coming to, to be the franchise player and looking potentially like a bust health wise. Um, I just hope for him, like if his head is in basketball and that's what he is planning to do for the rest of his career, I hope he gets his body right. Cause right now it looks like a mess in new Orleans. And I think he is a fun, exciting player who can put up awesome highlights and he's just good for basketball in a very different way from clay. It would be good to have him in the game, but right now it is uh, a disaster in his recovery. And I just hope he gets it together. I think one thing that hurts him is he drinks an inordinate amount of Mountain Dew. (laughs) Have you guys seen how much Mountain Dew he drinks for those 2k commercials? I, mean, I was I trying to be nice. I don't man. know if it's a new bottle every single nice. time I watch it, but just in terms of how often that thing airs, Ethan, on you NBA know he's not recording games, that commercial every time you see it. Right? I think it's new each week. <laughs> it's not a live video he of his recovery. Hey, he's consumed forty liters of Mountain Dew. Dew. Zach Levine is still looking felt. He must and, be drinking Mountain Dew zero sugar. If if you want more more content like what Ethan just gave you check out our sister podcast on the bright side network fanning the flames are, th- are they are are they roasting poor zion as we speak yeah that's just more what you just did is more the energy of their podcast <laughs>
Oh, baby. Well, welcome back. We're here into the valley. Somehow still around. My favorite comment from my in-laws at that our little mini Christmas this weekend. You still doing that podcast where you talk about how the games go? Yes, ma'am, we are. And it's going great. Gentlemen, as this episode comes to a close and we uh, hold off Sun's talk until after our Christmas Day game, which I'm very excited about. Anything you want to say as we close? Ryan, I'll start with you, my man. Uh, for those of you who helped us out by sharing what's going on in Bowling Green the past week, we appreciate you. We thank you for the love that you sent our way. Um, it's going to take a village, and that village extends past Bowling Green, um, even as far as Phoenix, Arizona. So we appreciate you all, um, and I hope you guys have a great holiday. Philip, on on our socials, we're going to put up at least two links to donate if you've been moved to donate, hearing a little bit about what's been going on. One is the Western Kentucky Tornado Relief Fund that enables the Salvation Army to respond in the helpful ways that they that they do. But if you're wanting to look for something more local, we'll also link to um, a community organization here in town called Stuff the Bus. Every year, Stuff the Bus partners with local school districts, the two main school districts that we have in Bowling Green to provide classroom supplies and cover whatever costs students need. Students need covered. They are responding so generously to, to the needs around the community, especially for our students' needs. And if you're interested in donating directly to, again, a community group here in Bowling Green, that'll be Stuff the Bus. And we'll, we'll drop the links in the show notes and we'll drop the links on our socials as well. You got it. I'll make sure to pass that along to the editor so he does everything you just said he would do. <laughs> Thank you. He has a, a tax setting his way right Mental now. Note. Thank you. You're no, welcome. guys, I appreciate it. Um, to those listening, thanks again for joining us. We have a whole lot of fun doing this. Hopefully you enjoy listening. I've said it before. Feel free to reach out on Twitter. Just let us know you're listening. Say hi, whatever. We, we love getting to do this. And we appreciate you all giving us your time as well. So for Ryan and Philip, I am Ethan. This is Into the Valley, Phoenix Suns podcast. And we out. Merry Christmas. Thank you so much.